Hello, beautiful ladies. Welcome back to another episode of Five to Thrive Tuesday. Our mission is to provide empowering tips for women over 50 to help us navigate this vibrant stage of life with grace, style, and a whole lot of fun. Each week, I bring you five practical and engaging tips on a specific topic. I hope you find them relative and relatable, and we'll come back for more. Now, let's dive in. I don't know about you, but finding the motivation to exercise only seems to get harder as we age. Some days, just getting up off the couch feels like a workout. But staying active is so important for our health and our mobility as we pass 50. Now, how many times have you told yourself, I'll start tomorrow, only to say the same thing the next day and the next? Trust me, we have all been there. But as we embrace our golden years, staying active becomes even more crucial for our health, well-being, and just plain old zest for life. I recently read a quote that said, motivation is what gets you started. Habit is what keeps you going. As we embrace our age, that couldn't be more true. And today, I'm here to share five practical tips to help build consistency with our workouts, even when we'd rather sit on the sidelines. So let's dive in. Tip one is start slow. You know, there's an old saying, Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, this holds true for our fitness journeys as well. I remember trying to jump into a high-intensity workout after a couple of years of minimal activity before my hip surgery and then even after surgery. Let's just say it wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. When trying to develop a new exercise habit, our instinct is to often go all in, kind of like signing up for a marathon when you haven't run in 10 years. When we overload ourselves early on, it's easy to burn out fast. Instead, start by committing to working out just maybe 10 to 15 minutes per day. This feels so much more manageable in the long term. You can do a simple body weight circuit, go for a walk around the block, or even take a beginner yoga class. Once the habit forms and it starts to feel like second nature to you, then you can increase the duration and the intensity gradually. But keep it small to start. The benefits of starting slow extend beyond avoiding injuries. According to the American Heart Association, even brief bouts of physical activity can boost mood and improve our overall cardiovascular health. There are apps like the seven-minute workout, or if you are an Apple fan, there are apps on Apple or Peloton. There's so many things that are out there right now that are perfect for those who want to start slow. They provide quick exercises tailored to your pace and your preference. So remember, every little bit counts. So if you find yourself standing while cooking or doing some calf raises while brushing your teeth, 
give yourself on a pat on the back because that counts. Tip number two, schedule it. So treat your workouts like an important appointment and block out time for them on your calendar. Look at your weekly schedule and plug in exercise time slots just as you would, say, a doctor's visit or a lunch date. Did you know that there's actually science behind our love for scheduling? According to psychologists, scheduling an activity increases the likelihood that it'll get done. There's this excellent book. As a matter of fact, the author came to our company and spoke not too long ago, and it's titled Atomic Habits by James Clear that discusses how tiny changes can lead to significant results. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend doing so for understanding the power of habits. Now, this is one tip that I found really works for me. So for me, if it's on my calendar, more than likely I'm going to do it. If it's not, eh, probably not. But usually on Sundays, I sit down with my work schedule just to kind of figure out what I have going on during the week. And I slide in my workouts based on what's going on. So I think about, you know, what meetings I have that week, what else I need to do. Do I need to record, edit, do whatever on podcasts? Do I need to blog? Do I need to do my newsletter, social, not to mention household activities. So take all of that into consideration and kind of time blocking that, but making sure that my workout time is also included. I like to work out during the day. It doesn't always work out that way, but if it does and if it can, then I'll schedule a workout, say, during my lunch. Otherwise, then I'll fit it in in the evening. I have a friend who actually tries to plan her exercise at the same time each day. This repetition really kind of helps cement it as a habit. So if possible, schedule your workouts early when maybe you have more energy and you're less likely to skip or whatever time of day that is for you. What's most important is to schedule it at a time of the day that you feel you are more likely to make it happen. If you have the workout on your calendar, then you're more motivated to follow through. Then if you're tech savvy, things like Google Calendar or Apple Calendar or um, To-Do List, which is what I use, they are fantastic tools to pencil in those workout sessions. You can set reminders. So that helps with not forgetting. Creating a routine can significantly impact our ability to form habits. So imagine if every morning at 7 a.m. you knew it was quote unquote me time for a brisk walk or a gentle yoga session. By setting this routine, you're prioritizing yourself and that my friends is empowering. Tip three. Find an accountability partner. Do you remember in school when having a steady buddy made even the most tedious subjects bearable? Or maybe it's that friend at work who makes being there so much more fun. The same concept applies here. Several years ago, I belonged to a run club. 
It was so much fun getting together with the group. I mean, we'd laugh and talk and push each other. It was motivating because you knew someone was going to be waiting for you to show up. As a matter of fact, I'm still friends with several of these ladies today. Trust me, I love the convenience of working out at home. I've worked out in my home gym since COVID. But working out alone also can make it easy to keep hitting that snooze button on your morning workouts. Or if you're like me, find other things that need to be done around the house. Suddenly, I need to do laundry or I need to cook or I need, I find whatever excuse that there is that seems a bit convenient. I believe that sometimes there's strength in numbers. I recently joined a small boutique boxing fitness studio. Um, But I've realized with going back to the gym is that I miss working out with people. There's that camaraderie, that silent competition, um, people who you vow that, hey, I'll see you in class tomorrow. What time are you going to be here? It provides community and support and accountability. When you have a workout or accountability partner, then you can actually celebrate your progress together. According to a study from the University of Aberdeen, having a workout buddy can increase the amount of exercise that we do. So whether it's a group class, a neighbor, or even an online community, find your tribe and motivate each other. I also like um, a lot of us who have Apple Watches. Did you know that there's a sharing feature on the watch? So this allows you to have friends and then you can see each other's progress. So my cousin and I, we share on the watch. And it's cool because there's sometimes it pops up that she has worked out or the same thing with me with her. And then we send little messages to cheer each other on. That's nice. Maybe also consider creating a challenge among your friends, like a step challenge or who can attend the most yoga classes in a month contest. It's all in good fun and it keeps everyone motivated. Number four, track your workouts. Isn't it satisfying when you cross something off a list? I am truly a list person, so the cross-off is a huge deal for me. By tracking your workouts, you're giving yourself a visual representation of your commitment. Nowadays, there are so many apps and wearable devices to help you quantify your fitness progress. Seeing tangible metrics like the steps taken or the workouts completed it can be incredibly motivating. Now, I've had both a Fitbit or an Apple Watch at some point. They both monitor steps, heart rates, and activity throughout your day. I track my workouts on my Apple Watch. Seeing the rings close is so motivating to me. So if you're not familiar with the Apple Watch, there are these fitness rings. There's one for exercise, one for move, and one for stand. So some days when I'm looking at my rings, if I'm close to closing a ring, 
I'm going to get up and move. If it says I need five more minutes of exercise, then by golly, if that means I need to march in place, I'm going to march in place to get that exercise. Or if it's eight o'clock at night and I need to reach my 12 stand goal and I'm at 10, then every hour I'll make sure I'm upstanding. It's kind of probably that little mental competition. But it helps to continue to push me to move. Everybody has their own different motivators. But if this is a reminder for you to get up and get moving, then do what works. Also, my fitness pal is a great tool where you can log in specific exercises that have been completed and calories burned during your workout. I found that tracking keeps me focused on hitting my goals. As a matter of fact, I am so much better and on track when I am tracking and paying attention. So while I've talked about apps and gadgets, those are all great, but you don't have to go that far. Even a simple journal entry detailing, you know, how you felt post-workout, what workout you did, those things can serve as a motivator. After all, it's not just about the calories burned, but it's also about the energy that's gained. And on days when motivation runs low, then you can look back at your tracking and see your accomplishments. And that can be the push that you need. There's um, a good TED Talk by Matt Cutts about trying something new for 30 days. And the idea is that it's a perfect amount of time to add a new habit or to subtract a bad one, such as not exercising. Um, Maybe give it a watch for some extra inspiration. And why I bring that up is because I recently needed to get back in the habit of journaling my food. So I did, like, I'm going to do this every day for 30 days. And I did, and it brought back that habit for me so I can keep track of what I'm eating and, you know, all that good stuff that comes in with entering your food into my fitness pal. And last but not least, tip five is make it fun. Do you dread the word workout? If so, then choose physical activities that you genuinely enjoy. Dreading your workout every day makes it so much harder to be consistent. Mix it up maybe with a dance class or a cycling or some sports league or even YouTube yoga flows. Try different types of movement until you find the one that truly excites you. For me, I've mentioned that I started boxing fitness classes, but when I want to work out at home, then I'm on my bike or I'm on my tread. I bore easily. So this whole mix it up thing, it is really important for me in order to keep me motivated to exercise. Exercise should not feel like a chore. When you look forward to working out, consistency comes naturally. Laughter, joy, and passion, they don't have an age limit. So explore, experiment, and remember, the best workout is the one that you enjoy because that's the one you'll keep doing.
And there you have it, ladies. Five tips to help you stay motivated and consistent with exercise, even as your energy and mobility change. Start slow, be consistent, lean on friends, celebrate every milestone, and dance through life and have fun. Aging is a privilege, and with it comes wisdom, experiences, and yes, a few more challenges. But by approaching exercise with a fresh perspective, we can turn these challenges into opportunities. I hope you feel equipped and inspired to make exercise an enjoyable part of your daily routine. And always remember, it's not about being the best. It's about being better than you were yesterday. So here's to vibrant health and endless motivation after 50. Thank you so much for joining me for 5 to Thrive Tuesday. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed the segment, please rate, review, and share it with a friend. Let's stay connected on Instagram, Facebook, and or threads at I am Valerie Hatcher. Or email me at hello at agingwithgraceandstyle.com. Until next time, let's continue to age with grace, style, and a touch of sass.